You're listening to the One Word Podcast, an outreach ministry of Christ Nations Church. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the One Word Podcast. I am your host and the lead pastor of Christ Nations Church, Pastor Irene Petrie, along with my wife, Star. Hello. And we are so glad that you have joined us for yet another podcast. We're so thankful for those of you who have been listening and have been following us and subscribing to this podcast, as well as sharing them and listening to them on all of our available platforms. And as always, you can find us some of everywhere, right? Everywhere. <laughs> We're on just about every uh, podcast platform there is. And so you can find us at the One Word Podcast. And of course, as the Roland says, it is and outreach of Christ Nation's Church. And we're just so glad to have you here once again. You know, without any further ado, we're going to jump right into this today because I'm, I'm really stirred up in my heart to share this uh, message with those that are going to be listening because I feel like it's a word for right now. I feel like it's a, it's a rhema word to uh, every child of God. It's a rhema word to every person who is trying to hold on to uh, a modicum of peace and, and, <laughs> and keep themselves sane and keep themselves grounded and keep themselves anchored during some very troubling times. Uh, you and I were talking about uh, just a few uh, you know, moments ago, and actually just before we record this podcast, but even in conversations over the last week or so, the amount of pressure that people are living under right now, that there's a tremendous amount of emotional, mental pressure, there's financial pressure, uh, there's a lot of social pressure uh, that people are under, and it seems as though you can you can sense sometimes as pastors and in being in ministry, you can sense the weight of people. You can sense the weight that people are under, decisions they're having to make about their jobs, about their health, about their families. And um, uh, we're all aware of the things going on in the news. We're all aware of the things going on in the world, in the world system, uh, from vaccinations and mandates and financial issues, the prices of things, inflation. We, I mean, people are under a tremendous amount of pressure. And if you are a child of God, you have resources, mm -hmm. things you can resort to to deal with the pressure. But just because you have resources doesn't mean you always use them. And you always avail yourself to what Christ has offered. And one of the things that I want to do as a pastor and as a minister of the gospel is to always encourage people and try to point them back to the resources that Christ has afforded us. Because uh, a life left uh, or life lived, leaving God out, is almost an impossible thing. Absolutely. Uh, without what Christ has done, it is an impossible thing. But thanks be unto God, we do not live this life without the help without the investment, without the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior and what he provided for us in his death, burial, and resurrection and the help of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, God is, <laughs> he is the God truly of unsearchable riches. Yeah. And, uh, and we sit as children of God with the coffers of heaven opened to our lives and we are going to have to avail ourselves to those graces and to that, that beautiful blessing that God has afforded to us in Christ Jesus. If we're going to live in victory and if we're going to deal with some of the things that we're going on that are going on in today's society. But we were talking about that pressure and, and you were bringing it up and talking about it as well. And some of the things that you've, you've seen and heard that are going that are going on. And so just kind of speak to it just for a second before we jump sure. into the text that I want to share. Yeah, I, I, and I think you, you summarized it so well, but it, it's just, it really is a time of unprecedented um, pressure. And, and there's a considerable amount 
of of heaviness in in the sense that there's so much on people's plates at one time. Mm. I think that I think that it leads it really backs you into a corner because you have no other place to go but God because you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what uh, what tomorrow will bring. And and when we look at anything from gas prices to the price of milk to the price of of eggs to you know having having to possibly lose a job or having to do something against my conscience to keep my job. Um, there's just so much that's happening so quickly. But I, but I do want to say this before we jump into it, and, and, and it, is, it is this, that we can always be encouraged. Because I think in, in the midst of the smokescreen of things just falling apart, because I think yeah. the devil is great about that, right? Oh, yeah, that's he'll, his word. He'll Smoke throw screens. that up there, and you'll be like, oh, my Lord, Jesus is coming <laughs> tomorrow. This world is so terrible. But we know that there's a gospel to be preached, right? And we know that there is a world to be to be saved or at least given the opportunity to hear him. And ultimately, we know that there's not a church that is walking in just everything that God has, has said we have available to us. Mm-hmm. And so there are miracles, signs, wonders. There are things that still need to be done. Yes, and amen. Um, before before we see him crack that sky. So I think before we believe that it's just doomsday, I think we have to take an account and say, well, wait a minute. Because, you know, you remember in Luke 21, when when Jesus is talking to them about the end times, yeah. you remember he's, he says, be careful not to be what? Deceived. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Because That's the, the, first the, thing the very thing that, that the devil wants to do is to pull, pull you into this vortex of despair and misery and everything is failing. Everything is falling. I have no, you know, I have no hope. I have no place to put my feet. And, yeah. and when we do, so we have to fight against that deception as children of God, that we don't just buy into it and just kind of give up and throw up our hands and say, even so come Lord Jesus. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> what I mean? No, you're right. You're absolutely right about it. And you had said something in conversation that I think is apropos. You, you had talked about it being a time of proving. Yes. That it really is a time of proving. It's a time of really uh, kind of honing in on really where our heart, where our uh, trust is. You know, really where the foundation of your belief is. And, uh, and and allow these things to to really sharpen you. You know, the, the Apostle James, when James is writing in James chapter 1, he says, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or testings or trials, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience or consistency. So these things work things in us if we know what we have and who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, they, they allow us the opportunity to prove yet again the infallibility of his word, Amen. right? The irrevocability of his promise, right? We, it's, a, it's another opportunity. And I believe that's what James is getting at when he's saying, count it all joy. Yeah. You're getting another opportunity yes. to show how good God is to, and that his promise. To strengthen that bicep. Absolutely. <laughs> it never fails. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it never, ever fails. And we can depend upon it in our darkest hour, in the deepest times, in the most uh, troubling uh, times that we're living in. You can trust the never-changing word of the living God. And I wanted to, to draw our attention to this verse of Scripture. It's found in Ephesians because this is where we want to um, camp out at today because I think it's apropos, as I said at the top of the podcast, I think it's a rhema word for everyone that has ears to hear it. And here the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 5, and he's getting ready to, he's coming toward the end of the letter uh, around this time. There's only one chapter left to go in chapter 6. But here in in chapter 5, he says to them in verse number 14, he says, Wherefore he saith, 
Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then, now hear these words, child of God, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Man, I love that. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Mm -hmm. That word circumspectly is a very... It's a very interesting word when it comes to the way it was used in the Greek in this particular letter. Uh, circumspectly to us means to just be, um, you know, to be delicate, to use reason, to be a nice person, to, to live your life uh, circumspectly. You're, you're a very thoughtful individual. But here it means exact. It means accurately. It means see then that you walk accurate. Not as fools, because a fool isn't accurate. Right. A fool lives in broad generalizations. Maybe, Absolutely. maybe not. Right. <laughs> it's double-minded. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe it's up, maybe it's a down. A pool of gray. Oh, it's <laughs> absolutely, it's an absolute sea of gray. But here he says, to be circumspect in our walk means to walk accurately or exactly. Notice what he says then, not as fools, but as wise. And notice what he says being circumspect is going to do allow you to redeem the time because the days are evil. Now, this is where this verse of Scripture speaks to us so profoundly because he's saying redeem the time or make the best use of the time because the days are evil. That word evil is the Greek word poneros. It means full of labor, full of annoyances, and hardships. (laughs) Labor annoyances and hardships. And it's important sometimes to really define these words because when you're reading through uh, the language, you can just read evil and think, oh, it's just the just devil. Bad times. Yeah, it's just the just, devil and yeah. sin, right? Sure. And, and of course, that's a, there's an abundance of that as well. But yeah. here, the Apostle Paul is zeroing in on a specific aspect of the evil. He's talking about the labors, the annoyances, and the hardships. Why does he tell you walk circumspectly and redeem the time? Because these labors, annoyances, and hardships serve to pull you off of the will of God. Absolutely. This is why he says, wherefore, in verse 17, the next verse, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And so he's saying, you're going to have to live exact in a time full of annoyances, hardships, and and labors. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to zero in on what the will of the Lord is. You're going to have to learn how to really, uh, you're going to have to learn how to circumcise your hearing. Yes. Right? You're going to have to cut some things out of your ears. You're going to have to watch what goes in your eyes. You're going to have to watch what comes out of your mouth because there's so much swirling around you. Absolutely. So much paneros, so much evil that it will draw you out of doing the will of God and you will not redeem the time. You will not. Now, if you, if you think about it, if Satan cannot stop you from doing the will of God by virtue of you abandoning it mm-hmm. to say, uh, you know what, I'm just, I'm through. You're going to, uh, what, what they call backslide, fall away, what the scripture calls falling away, what the scripture calls uh, someone 
you know, leaving the faith or departing from the faith. He would just stop doing the will of God or stop walking with God. If he knows he cannot dissuade you from walking with God, one of the next tactics he uses is to get you so caught up in labors, annoyances, and hardships that over the course of the time you have, Mm -hmm. you waste it in all of the labors, annoyances, and hardships. Absolutely. You don't redeem that time. The time is lost, and you look up, and now you have wasted and lost (laughs) so much time fighting on Facebook, so much time arguing at your job, so much time in all kinds of little petty pursuits, little daily annoyances of the enemy, uh, what C.S. Lewis called pinpricks, right? These things that pull you into these uh, these fruitless activities and interactions and, and conflicts to which you're wasting days and weeks and months and you look up and you've wasted so much time that could have been spent accurately (laughs) walking in what the will of the Lord is. And isn't this the plot and the plan of the enemy in this time is to pull people. You talked about that smoke screen to pull people out of the accuracy. Hallelujah. Mm. That they should be walking with in this hour. Yeah. Because we find ourselves being in so busy, like you said, trying to play defense that we have no time to go on offense because we're always, you know, we have to be, yeah. we're trying to figure this out and trying to make sure that this is, this stays right. And, oh my goodness, I have to keep everything under yeah. control. And, and in those situations, you know, ultimately we always lose because the devil is, is going to get us in our flesh. He's going to, he's going to get us in our mind. And then next thing you know, we're, we're not in faith because we're, we're everything that we're doing is in reaction to Right. Or in or proactively, we're trying to get ahead of something. Right. Which means we're living in fear because we're not really we're not resting in him. But that's why, you know, Paul goes on in that same uh, chapter in Ephesians in verse 18. And he talks about, well, don't be drunk with wine, which basically leads to dissipation. Right. He says, but be filled with the spirit. And that's Mm. and so often I think for us as children of, of God, we forget that there is a there is a filling there's a daily yes there is there's a daily fill up that has to happen for us in order to truly have victory and i think that that's what stills the heart it's what it what it's what causes you to be able to look past things cuz sometimes we have to look past things right i i don't pay too much attention to the news mm-hmm. because i understand that i have to filter all of that out i have to filter that yeah. through through the lens of the word of god and through faith but I also understand the importance of, like I said, being being very much on the offense about what I believe and my and my choice to just trust what God says about me, about my family, about my future. Because if not, I, I get, you know, I get in with everybody else and I, I'm in the woe is me. And yeah. Gas is too high. Because, <laughs> you know, seriously, I found myself. I went to the gas station and, and filled up and I was like, Lord, thank you for gas. OK, because yeah. because I could be somebody who couldn't pay this, but I'm paying for gas. So rather than talking about how expensive gas is, I'm just thankful I can pay it and keep driving. Amen. Right. And I'm going to say the same about my groceries. I'm going to say the same about my light bill because I'm just going to trust God that he's got me. Amen. You have to, you have to, and he does, you know, and that, and that, that goes to something. Oftentimes when I come across certain words, um, you know, in the way the grammatical history of a word, the way a word is used and the way a word comes to be, many times you can find meaning if you break the word up and it can mean something to you that's 
that doesn't mean anything different than what the way it's used in scripture or the way it's used in something you're reading, but it'll just bring a different meaning to it. And I was looking at the word circumspectly, <clears throat> and, and I saw something. But of course, circum or circumference, circle, mm-hmm. which we we get circumference to to draw a circle around. Whether you circumnavigate the, circumnavigate the globe, we're talking about going around the, the earth. Circumference, we're talking about a circle or going around. So circum alludes to always around or a circle, right? Speckly or spectacle or to spectate means to see. So when I look at this word, I see draw a circle around what you see, Mm. (laughs) right? Make sure that you are zeroing in on what you make sure that you're very particular about what you put in your eyes. Mm -hmm. Watch what you are looking at because whatever you're looking at is going to get in your mouth. Yes. And when it gets in your mouth, it's going to open the door to become something in your life. Yes. And, and this is something that must be understood. And so I have to learn how to be accurate and I have to learn how to be exact in what I look at. And you chose when you go to the gas uh, station to look at the promise of God. You chose Absolutely. to look at the grace of God, his provision, his love for you. You didn't choose to look at the price and look at the other side of the equation and say, oh, God, oh, woe is us. We're all going down. No, we, we look it, it. It it really does matter what you're looking at and how you look at things. How you see it. Because Satan is always trying to play with your vision. He's always trying to play with your eyes. He's always trying to guide your your thinking and the way you see a thing and your perceptions. And so here, as the Apostle Paul continues to encourage us and admonish us, actually, in this verse he tells me to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And I'm going to go with the verse you just used because I wanted to touch on this too. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So he's talking about these, these two different things here. He's saying, look, don't, don't get distracted in pleasure but be filled with the spirit because you're going to need him to know what the will of the Lord is. It's all a part of living accurately. It's all a part of living exactly. It's all a part of living circumspect to make sure that look, look, I'm going to draw this circle around my vision and I'm not going to let anything that is in God's promise, God's word, and that agrees with him into that circle. (laughs) If you want in that circle, you're going to have to be speaking God's word. If you want to get in that circle of what I'm looking at, you're going to have to be putting in front of my eyes what thus saith the Lord. And I'm going to make the word of God like frontlets, like those frontlets they put on the horse in the horse races. Why? So that they can't see to the right or the left. All they can see is down the track. Why? To minimize distraction, to minimize anything that comes in my view, to pull me off of the path that God has set that is his will for my life. And in this day and age, and in this time, this is vital for the child of God. And to be quite honest with you, um, it's, it's really the only answer for the child of God to make it through it. They're going to have to learn how to truly draw a circle around their vision and truly be very selective with their hearing. Yes. And they're going to have to get very exact about it. Very, very exact about it to the point that people might call you rude or call you this, that, or the other. And, you know, nowadays everybody's ready to accuse people of being uh, 
judgmental or rude or, or dogmatic or whatever. And at the end of the day, all of that is used to pull people into that sea of gray, mm-hmm. right? Where they're just kind of waffling around and don't know really where to plant their feet on truth. Because misery loves company, right? And people don't, if we just be honest, for the most part, society is not that big on people that are confident mm. about anything. That's the truth. I mean, if That's we just were, true. if we were just honest, I mean, you find somebody, true. you find somebody who's, you know, matter of fact about how successful they're going to be, how great they're going to be, how talented. And people are like, you just think you, you how just think you somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like we immediately kind of turn on that person like, oh, you get on my nerves. But mainly it's because we really envy the fact that that person has that kind of confidence. Yeah. And can stand on their and own. And can stand without, I don't need your applause. I don't need your agreement. I'm just doing me. <laughs> and that's an amazing thing, you know, and not everybody can do that. But, but you know, that's the truth, though. I don't want to move on from that too quickly because I think you just said something that is very, very true. The world has a hard time dealing with confidence. Yes. Especially confidence in God. Wait, time out. Okay, well, you lost me. I wasn't not with you about confidence. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't with you with your confidence in yourself. But now you're telling me you have confidence in God? Like, no, that's really crazy. Like we can go to church. Yeah, we can we can mentally assent to you going to church and feeling better, right? Because mm-hmm. we're okay with that. But if you say you have confidence that that God is going to take care of you, provide, mm-hmm. protect, then mm-hmm. you know, now you're a little and you start speaking his promise with oh, confidence. Yeah, come on you now. speak it with single-mindedness, yeah. single-hearted confession about it and, and saying who you are in him. And it unnerves people. Yes, it does. It gets <laughs> it, it really does it because does. religion has made us it has really made us weak and it's made us very cowardly and it's made God very distant. Yes. So there's no real intimate relationship there when it comes to religion. So when people who have a relationship with God and they hear his voice and they hear his promise and his word and they're willing to stand on it confidently, it's almost like, what are you doing? It's almost like, <laughs> you know, for some people. Peter, get back in this boat. Yeah, exactly. It's like people, people are like, well, what, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing it. You're not supposed to be believing that, are you? You're not supposed to believe it. I mean. <laughs> you can read it, but don't believe it. it. You can read it. We sing it. But you're not supposed to believe that, are you? You're not supposed to actually step out and walk on that. Weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like you. You've done Something <laughs> like you really, yeah, no, it's the truth though. It's like you've done something that's gone off of the radar for mm. people. And it's, and at the end of the day, no, that's where the child of God's supposed to be living. That's exactly Because right. truly in obedience and faith in action on the word of God yes. is the secret place of the most high. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> that's yes, where sir. it is. Yes, sir. When I'm acting on what he says and I'm standing in his promise and faith and confidence and I'm walking in agreement with him, yes. that is the secret place. Yes. Because how can two walk together except they be agreed? Except they agree. Right? Yeah. And so that is where we're supposed to be in this time. Mm-hmm. And people, it's, people with that confidence. And it's saying what... what God has said, right? In the same way that Jesus spoke to that storm and said, peace be still. So you say that about your life. You say that about your mind. You say that about your finances. You say that about everything because that's what he's already said. So I'm not saying anything that is uh, foreign no. to, to anything in the world, whether it be financially or emotionally, my body and my health. When I say those words, they've already been spoken. Mm. Those things have already been refrained from heaven. So there's nothing that I'm saying that is 
Like, what she said? Like, no, you know what I said. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. You're, fa- you're familiar with this word. Believe exactly. me, that's why it moves. And that's what and that's what confession means. Yes. Homologio, speak the same speak thing. The same I'm not things. speaking on my own. That's it. I'm not making this up. I'm not pulling this out of my imagination. <laughs> this is coming from the mouth of God. This is recorded in Scripture. Mm-hmm. These, some of which come from the very lips of our Savior. I'm saying what he said about me. About me. I'm saying what he said, and I'm saying this in the light of what he's done for me. So nobody's bragging. Nobody's being confident in the flesh. Nobody's being arrogant or egotistical or in some degree form of hubris over it. No, this is confidence in the word of God. And see, and this is a part of living circumspectly. This is a part of living exact. Yeah. That the people of God are going to have to grab his promise and you be exact about it. Mm-hmm. No, I've said it and I meant it because I'm going to act on and I'm going to walk in the reality of this promise. And that puts us in a place to redeem the time that we're in. Mm-hmm. That puts us in a place not to get caught up in the, the labors and the annoyances and the hardships that they pull us out of the will of God and cause us to move over into. Because when people get under a lot of pressure, in order to relieve pressure, people seek pleasure. Yes. Right? Yes. In order to, I'm going to say that again, in order to relieve pressure or release pressure, people seek pleasure. Mm-hmm. So the next thing you know, Paul is saying, do not be drunk with wine where it is excess. Right. If you need a pressure release, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's not a it's not a Netflix binge. Nah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's probably Netflix. not going to help you. It's not alcohol. It's not the drugs. It's not parties. It's not perversion. It's not indulgences in the flesh and sex and all of this other stuff. No, it is in the Holy Spirit. The Holy and Spirit. you learning how to be filled with Him, speaking. He goes on to say, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Yes. Being filled with the spirit. You gotta stir it up. You gotta stir it up. You have to stir it up. Which brings you back to a place to where you can live accurate. Yes. You can live exact and you can know what the will of the Lord is and not get run over with all of the pressure that is swirling all around. On the next show, I hope we can do this, but I really think kind of a good transition is for us to start talking about the rest of God because there is a rest Mm. for the people of God. And sometimes we forget that, that it's not always about me having to have armor on and fight. I think we think of the armor and we always yes. think that we're fighting and we're, and we should be, we should be offensive in the sense that I'll never let you back me into a corner, right? Because I'm always taking ground. I'm not giving ground. But at the same time, there is a, there is a rest for the people of God. Yes, and we yeah. have to, we have to take, take hold of that. Yes, we do. And indeed, we're going to do that in the next podcast. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in on this podcast. It's going to bring us to the conclusion of this one. But man, I hope that you heard with spiritual ears today. I hope you were listening with spiritual ears to what the Spirit of God was saying to you out of Ephesians chapter 5. Child of God, walk circumspectly. Redeem. Make the best use of your time by not giving in to all of the things that are swirling around you. The pressure. That pressure is nothing. As they say, you know, just naturally speaking, pressure makes what? Diamonds, (laughs) right? That at the end of the day, this trial, this test that you are going through, just as James said it, count it all joy. Why? Because you're getting an opportunity to prove the word of God again, and he will show himself strong 
on your behalf. And so that concludes this particular podcast. But once again, stay tuned to the very end as we're going to give you some information about how you can connect with us and follow us and listen to us on future podcasts here on the One Word Podcast. But until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining the podcast. If you were blessed and encouraged by what you heard, we invite you to share this message and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to visit ChristNations.com for all the latest messages and happenings with our ministry and engage with us on all our social media platforms on Facebook at CNCTXK and on YouTube at Christ Nations Church. We look forward to connecting with you. And remember, one word from God can change your life forever.